Hey, hey, friends. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Thanks so much for being here today, you all. I hope that before you listen to this episode, that you have also listened to episode 102, which was 12 Steps to Rebuilding Trust. Now, you might be thinking, well, I'm not the one that needs to rebuild trust. I'm the one whose trust was broken, which is why I am on this episode, Dana. And I understand, and I'm grateful that you're here, but I think that there are going to be some nuggets that I want you to be able to glean from in episode 102. So how about this? Since you're here, go ahead and continue listening. But after you are done with this episode today, which we are talking about four ways to heal after trust has been broken, I want you to be able to also listen to episode 102, which is about rebuilding trust. In that episode, I talked to both the offended spouse and the offending spouse, if you will, the one who broke the trust. So obviously, you all, you can apply these tips to any sort of betrayal. It doesn't have to just be infidelity. It doesn't even have to just be a spouse or even a romantic relationship. If your heart has been broken by a parent or by a child or by a friend or someone else that you loved and cared about, then you're going to be able to employ these four steps today. So let's go ahead and jump into our conversation today. It's going to be a good one, you guys. I hope you're ready. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Okay, friends. So let's first of all talk about why we need to heal in the first place. You know, we need to realize that we are human beings. We are not robots. No matter how tough you are, no matter how resilient you are, no matter how loving and kind you are, you are going to experience times in your life where your heart is broken, where your trust is betrayed. And the closer that someone is to you, the more access they have to your heart, the more risk you take with them being able to betray you. How many of you have ever been betrayed by a close friend or a spouse or someone that you were in a romantic relationship with? If you've been betrayed by someone at that level, the cut runs so deep because that person had full access to your heart. You know, if you've been betrayed by a coworker, let's say you were working on a project together and you put in most of the effort, but then they took all of the credit, that's a form of a betrayal, but it doesn't cut quite as deep as what happens with someone who you love and care for and even if you've committed your life to them when they betray you. So regardless of the situation, though, I want to be able to help you to heal from your broken heart. It's so important that we heal, that we take the time and we prioritize ourselves So oftentimes, you guys, we will get caught up in busyness. We'll get caught up in just kind of getting back into our normal routine, our normal rhythm. And we think that because life has gone on, then our heart has healed. But then what happens is then something happens and it triggers you. And then you realize, oh, dang, I'm actually not healed in this situation or in this this area of my life. And so these tips that I'm going to share with you are going to help you to be able to actually heal, not to put the Band-Aid on, not to just go with the motions and just life goes on, que sera, sera. But no, like, let's take a moment. Let's take a beat. Let's take a step back and let's allow 
I believe the Lord to heal your heart. Now, you might not be a Christian and you might not think that the Lord is helping you, but I believe that the Bible says he is compassionate and he is close to the brokenhearted. So the good news is you do not have to go through this alone. You do not have to suffer and have your heart put back together by itself. Again, in last week's episode, I talked about allowing for time. And we're going to talk a lot about time. I don't believe in the adage that time heals all wounds. I think that that's really bad advice because how many of you know that you can go through a hurt or a pain or some sort of uh, trauma in your life and time can go on and you can still be hurt five years later? So it's not about time healing all wounds, but it's us using time to our advantage so that we can actually take the time to walk in healing. Does that make sense? So let me give you this acronym. If you've noticed on the title of this podcast, H-E-A-L is an acronym. And so number one, when we are trying to heal from a broken heart, it is important that we are honest. That's the H. You have to be honest about what really happened. Oftentimes, just to protect our hearts, we will excuse other people's behavior or we will downplay it. Or we'll act like it's not really a big deal. Or we'll act like we knew it was going to happen all along, so we're not really that hurt. But we've got to be willing to be honest about what really happened. We have to be willing to be honest about the red flags and the warning signs that we missed along the way. You know, it's very hurtful sometimes, like when we've made a mistake or we've had something happen to us, and then someone will ask us, like, well, what did you learn from that? And I do believe that you have to ask that question in the right timing, but I know that it's an important question to ask because if we don't take a moment to ask ourselves what we missed, well, then what's going to happen in the next relationship? Those same red flags might show up and we might miss them again because we didn't take the time to be honest about what we missed. If you were in a relationship and you noticed that your partner was always flirting, very flirtatious, and you just thought, oh, it's not a big deal. That's just kind of how they are. And then they betrayed your trust. Well, you've got to be able to be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I saw that red flag and I just decided to bypass it because I was so in love or because I just didn't think that it was a big deal. Okay, great. All right. Guess what? Mistake was made. Now we can learn from it. So when we're willing to be honest, about our situation, then we can learn from what went wrong. We also need to be really honest about what the person did. And again, it's not the time to downplay what happened. You know, we don't have to be like evil and and plot revenge, but we do need to say, you know what, what they did to me was wrong. That was messed up. They betrayed my trust. They violated my trust. And this is why I don't really like to use the word cheating, right? Especially if you're married, because cheating sounds like something that you do when you're in fifth grade and you look on somebody else's paper. That's cheating. But when you have stood before an altar, before your friends, your family, and God, and you've committed to love this person, to be faithful till death do you part, and then you are unfaithful, you commit adultery, You participate in infidelity. Like those words sound harsh and they need to because that is what happened. So we can't downplay, oh, you know what? It was just a little infraction or an indiscretion. No, 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 no. Like we have to be willing to be honest about what really happened. And then we have to be honest about what role, if any, we played 
and the demise of that relationship. So in episode 102, I talked a little bit about this. And again, I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to that because it'll make more sense in context. But what role might you have played in the breakdown of the relationship? Not saying that you caused that person to betray you. Not saying that you are the reason that your heart is broken. But did you play a role in that? Did you enable that person? Were you codependent Again, did you ignore things that you saw? Did you betray your own trust? Did you violate your own standards or your own integrity? So the H and heal is to be really honest. Number two, the E and heal is to express your needs. Once your trust has been violated, you're in the driver's seat as to when and how quickly that relationship is going to be repaired, if at all. And let me be really clear here that not every relationship that has been affected by infidelity is able to be repaired. As a marriage coach, I don't always counsel my clients to restoration. There are some times where that cut is too deep and that person is unrepentant or unwilling to really change. In those situations, restoration or reconciliation might not be possible. So you need to be able to express your needs. What do you need from your spouse or from your partner or from the person that violated your trust? What do you need from them? Do you need space? Well, ask for space. If you need a separation, ask for a separation or you separate. But whatever the needs are, express those needs. If that person is calling you and they're trying to reconcile with you and you just don't want to be bothered, You're not being mean by ignoring their calls or by saying, I can't do this right now. You have every right to do that. So we have to be willing to express our needs. Oftentimes, we assume that people should know our needs. They should know how we feel. They should know what we want, but they might not know. And so instead of us guessing and allowing them to play the guessing game, just tell the person what you need. And then not only tell the person who betrayed you what you need, but then express your needs to the people that are around you. We're going to talk about this a little bit more later, but you you have to be willing to tell people what you need. Do you need a hug? Do you need a girl's trip? Do you need a quiet space? Do you need somebody to come and watch the kids for you so that you can just have some alone time? What do you need? Be willing to express your needs. You've been violated. Your heart has been broken. Your trust has been damaged. Now you have the right to say, you know what? As I begin this healing process, these are some things that I need. I need to put myself first for a minute and be willing to do that. So that's the E, express what you need. The A is to allow for time. Again, as I said before, I don't believe that time heals all wounds, but time is a great accelerator. And so we have to be willing to allow for time. If your heart's been broken, you're not going to bounce back in two weeks or two months. It's going to take some time. Trust takes time. This is why when someone has violated trust and they're like, you know what? That person just needs to get over it. Like I said, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Trust takes time to be rebuilt. And hearts take time to be mended after they've been broken. So allow for time. How much time? As long as it takes. As much time as you need. Now, I don't believe that you should still be healing 
like five years down the road. Okay, like there does have to be a point in time. No pun intended. There has to be a point in time, though, when you say, you know what? Enough is enough. I've gone around this mountain. I've done all the things that I know to do. And now I need to just start walking in my healing. But don't rush the process. If you're inside of a year, then you're probably in the right place. Okay. If it's taken you a little bit longer than that, it's okay as long as you see some sort of progress, some sort of forward progression. But allow for time. Allow yourself to process the magnitude of what happened. And this, again, goes back to being honest about what happened. But then allow yourself the time to actually feel the feelings. You know, we don't like to feel hurtful feelings. None of us wants to feel pain. But if we don't allow ourselves to feel the pain of what happened, then we are at risk of being vulnerable to that sort of pain again. So allow for time. All right, and then the L in heal is lean into your community. This is so huge, you guys. We cannot heal in a vacuum. None of us were intended to do life alone, to live life alone, to be silos, to be little islands. You need people. You need your friends. You need your family. If you're a part of a church, you're going to need your church. You're going to need as much community around you as you can, especially if you've gone through adultery. The temptation is to just not tell anybody about it, to just kind of you and the Lord, just deal with it, the two of you. And yeah, I believe in prayer. I believe in going to the Lord. But I also know that God has given us people as an extension of his body. He chooses to work through people. So when we're saying things like, I just need healing, I just need comfort, I just need love, well, those things, God isn't going to like drop down out of heaven and put them on your front porch. He's going to use people. He's going to use a good girlfriend laugh. He's going to use your church community. He's going to use that neighbor across the street. He's going to use people who are in your community. So lean into your community. Does that mean you need to tell everybody about what happened? No, but you should have a small amount of people in your life who know the real deal. They don't think, oh, your husband just moved out or your wife just moved out because you guys weren't getting along. No, they know the real deal. They know what happened. And you don't have to badmouth the other person, but you do need to be, again, honest with people about what's happened. Lean into your community is also giving and receiving. So yes, you need to receive from the community, receive the time, receive the attention, receive the love, receive the friendship, receive the nurture, receive all of it. Don't be scared about taking it all in. But at the same time, it's also really healthy for you to give into your community. Find somewhere to volunteer. Find a group of women or a group of men, if you're a guy listening, who you can actually give to, that you can actually be a blessing to. You know, it seems like it's counterintuitive when our hearts are hurting for us to then reach out to help others, but that's one of the best things that you can do for healing. When we just kind of go internally and we just hunker down and we're thinking about the problem, we're thinking about the betrayal, and it's on our mind and we're inundated with thoughts all day long, that's not a good place for us to be. Studies show that people who are dealing with depression, their symptoms are greatly reduced when they get outside of themselves and they begin to serve. 
There's something about serving. There's something about giving. There's something about loving people, even in the midst of your own pain, even in the midst of your own hurt, that is so healing. One of the best places to do this would be in a church, to find a place in your church to serve. But if you don't attend church, there's plenty of places in your community where you can actually lend a helping hand. It's something about you giving to somebody else in need that fills your cup as well. So lean in to your community. And then finally, and this is not a part of our H-E-A-L acronym, it's just a bonus for you, but we can't talk about healing without talking about forgiveness. Now, I've dedicated an entire podcast episode to forgiveness, and we talk about it often because it's so, so important. Forgiveness is the foundation for true healing. In episode 13, it's called The Power of Forgiveness and Relationships, Release Them, Restore You. What does that mean? When you forgive someone, you release them and then you restore you. True forgiveness is basically saying to that person, you owe me a debt, but I am choosing of my own free will to release you of that debt. That means I'm not going to keep throwing it in your face. I'm not going to make you pay me back. I'm not going to seek revenge. I'm releasing you from the debt that you owe me. And I am restoring myself. Forgiveness is not only for the other person. It's also for you. Now, forgiveness, and again, we talked about this in last week's episode, but forgiveness is a process and it's a choice. So you make the initial decision to forgive because you know that you can't truly move forward in your healing without doing so. But then you have to be willing to walk through that process of forgiveness. And it's a messy process, you all. I wish it was a clean slate and it was nice and tidy along the way, but there are times in that process, it's going to be really painful. It's going to be really hard. You're going to think, you know what? Why am I even doing this? This person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. They're not worthy of my forgiveness. And truth be told, they aren't. But when we choose to forgive someone, again, on our own free will, it releases that person. It actually takes the sting of what they did away from you. A quote that I use often, I put it on my social media feeds, is holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. That's what happens when we choose to walk in unforgiveness. We are really the ones that end up suffering. While that person has gone on to a new relationship, gone on about their lives, they're not even thinking about you, but you're holding on to that pain, to that hurt. So when you choose to forgive, you release them and you restore yourself. So to recap all of this, your heart can heal. If your trust has been broken and you feel like I am never going to get through this, I am never going to get over this, those are natural, normal feelings. But you need to tell yourself a different story. You need to tell yourself, self, we will get through this. I will not feel like this every day. My life is worth living. I have a lot to give to someone else Or maybe back into this relationship if you choose to go through the restoration process. But at the end of the day, your heart can heal. You have to be honest. You have to express your needs. Allow for time. Lean into your community. And then finally make the decision to forgive. Simple. Not easy. Not easy. And if you need someone to walk through this healing process with you again, Look inside your community. You might be surprised at how many people you already know, how many people are in your life right now who have gone through something similar. 
And that's why when we don't open up and share, we really rob ourselves of other people who can aid and assist in our healing process. You didn't do anything wrong, so you don't have to be ashamed. You're not the one who caused this. So it's okay to reach out to people that you trust, to let them know the real deal, and to allow them the privilege of helping you through your healing process. So that's all I have for you all today. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but I just want to thank you all so much for your love and your support, for rating, for reviewing this podcast. That means so much to me when I go and I read through the reviews and even the the stars, the five stars that you guys sent it. It means a lot. And I hope that this podcast is always a place of encouragement, a safe space for you to be able to process your real feelings and to be able to receive real help. That's why it's called Real Relationship Talk. So thank you so much for being here today. If you are not following me on Instagram, be sure to head on over to at Mrs. Dana Shea. That's at M-R-S-D-A-N-A-C-H-E. I would love to continue the conversation with you over on Instagram. Just hit me up in my DMs and we'll have a conversation. So thanks so much for listening today. You guys have a great week and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.